Hey, a while back, I went to work the following day after the release of a new single page application. Now this application was an Angular app and the next day when I showed up to work, there were 80,000 errors in the application log. 80,000 errors. What happened? Hey, check out this episode about error handling and learn how we solved this problem. Hey, welcome to the Angular Architecture Podcast. This is where we talk about patterns and practices and principles that help us to be more effective and more efficient in developing our amazing Angular applications. Hi, I'm your host, Matt Vaughn. And if you don't know me, I have been developing web applications for over 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. It goes by pretty fast and I've uh, looked and I've seen a lot of things over the years, lots of different technologies and such, but what really kind of stays the same are some of these principles and practices. One of these is error handling. Errors are something that we have to deal with in our applications. They're just going to happen no matter how good we are. And we're pretty good, right? Most of the time, but we're going to have errors. And especially when we release our application out into the wild, if it's a web app, people are loading this application, a single page app on browser clients all over the world on their PCs, their desktops, their laptops, their mobile devices, their tablets, whatever. And they could be experiencing issues or the application could be failing, throwing errors. Hey, and we don't know anything about it. Why? It's because Angular has a default error handler that does only one thing. It does one thing and does it well. That's good. Uh, separation of concerns and single responsibility, right? It writes the errors to the console. Now that's great, especially during development, because hopefully you're debugging, you're running the app, you have the developer tools open, you see the console log, the messages. If any errors happen, you're gonna fix them right away and you're gonna deploy your application to production uh, with no issues, everything's gonna be a-okay. That's good, that's probably what we do normally, but we don't anticipate all the other things that could happen. For example, what if you deployed a brand new application that's been worked on for over two, two and a half years? No errors are happening during development, but you're ready to go, you deploy it, the next morning you walk into the office, everything's good, everything's great, there's donuts, there's good coffee, go to your desk, fire up everything, Everybody's saying, hey, the app's looking great. Everything's working fine. No issues, no problems, no phone calls, nothing. But I'm curious about our our errors or our activity log for the application. So I go look at our centralized repository where we log all information that's happening on the app. We have informational messages, warning messages, and error messages. And there are literally thousands of them since the early morning when the application was launched. Thousands of these error messages. What could be the problem? That's a lot of messages. So I started looking into it right away because, wow, that was unanticipated. So what I found out was one line of code in our application that was working with a timer every second was spawning literally dozens of these error messages continuously. And if you have 
all these messages and all in, in hundreds of timers and hundreds or thousands of users at the same time, you could see how we could kind of pile up all these exceptions in our repository. So we were able to determine what caused the problem, fix that line of code and redeploy that application uh, within the, the next hour. And we fixed the problem, but we wouldn't have known that there was an issue with older browsers that we needed to tighten up our polyfills and change our JavaScript or our TypeScript uh, implementation in a couple different areas so that older browsers uh, uh, would be able to uh, use uh, uh, the JavaScript. So in doing that, uh, the application errors like went to hardly anything and we uh, were able to just kind of monitor the application as we thought normal normal uh, things would happen. So it was good. But the point is, we need to have the centralized repository. But before that, we need to be able to handle errors. And as I mentioned before, Angular kind of lets us down in that regard. Not really lets us down, but we need to do something a little bit more than just the default error handler. So let's uh, check that out. So if you're using Angular just straight up out of the box. One of the things here is that we have an error handler that loads up by default when the application initializes. So Angular does that for us and basically it has one method. It's called handle error. It handles this error and what it does is uh, quite interesting and all we need to do is just look at the comments here. This is the, the Angular core uh, documentation and it says what this is is a hook for centralized exception handling, right? So that's the key word there, centralized. It says the default implementation of error handler prints error messages to the console, right? So in order for this to really be a more effective uh, solution for us, we need to intercept error handling, write a custom exception handler that replaces the default as appropriate for your app. And you can call it whatever you want. They have an example here, my error handler implements error handler. And basically what you're doing is overriding this handle error method which takes an error and then you basically do something amazing with that exception. And that's most likely just gonna log that information to some possibly a homegrown solution in your own environment, or you could use many of the third party solutions out there like Logly. So I use Logly. <clears throat> All you need to do is just basically wrap your message, uh, make your API call with their API key. And basically you can log any type of message, informational warning, errors, uh, what have you about your application. So one of the first things you need to do is basically intercept the handling. And the way to do that basically is to use a custom handler and, and provide that when the application initializes. So, <clears throat> excuse me, what I do in my application is I have a cross-cutting uh, concern module that's basically loading up or initializing uh, these services uh, when the application initializes. And I have this section here where I'm gonna provide the error handler. And that's just the same one that we were looking at. Notice, do something with the exception. But I have a use class and I'm gonna use my 
error handling service class. And so basically I have a custom class that extends error handler and I override this method and handle the error. <clears throat> and really all I'm doing is, uh, I won't show you all the code, you don't need to see all of this, but the, the main point is basically, if we, if we have these errors, what we're doing is logging that information with things like the application name, the severity, a formatted error, which basically has a name and a message. And then we send that information to our repository, our centralized repository for our error logs or, or application logs, because it could be more than just errors if you'd like. So, but in this case, these are error, message, error messages and uh, the severity indicated here as error. So there's a little bit of customization here and such. You could do whatever you need to, but really the point of uh, this little uh, episode here, uh, this podcast is basically to let you know that we need to create our own error handling uh, custom uh, service. We need to basically make sure that's uh, injected into the application. It's uh, provided and uh, that we uh, basically are providing error handler and we're using a specific class that we implement and such. So that's really uh, all there is to it. Not too much going on here, but basically it does allow you to uh, have some insight as to what's going on when you release an application out to the out into production. Now, hopefully you're not going to have 80,000 errors the next morning when you come in. Uh, and if you do, hopefully it's something really quick and easy that you can fix, right? But the important thing is you knew about it, right? If you didn't have error handling or the centralized uh, uh, logging of this information, that could have happened. That could have just went on for days, hours and days, maybe even weeks before anyone had any insight that we actually had a problem with our application. So this really helps us to kind of uh, be uh, really proactive in uh, our applications, the diagnostics. And basically, uh, for me, I rely on error handling and uh, logging, uh, especially new applications, and especially when they go out into uh, production uh, for the first time. I have everything turned up very uh, 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 verbose. So all logging is enabled throughout the entire application. And that way I know exactly what's going on and I can have uh, some insight. So I will read those logs and go through them on a daily basis uh, till I'm satisfied that uh, we're, we're stabilized and um, there aren't any issues that need to be addressed uh, for the application. So there you have it. Uh, basically uh, override uh, error handler, implement that uh, handle error method, and basically make sure you write uh, all these messages to a centralized repository. So good luck with that, and uh, hope, hopefully uh, this uh, podcast episode uh, helps in that regard. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode on error handling, to handle or not to handle, that is the question, then I think you'd uh, enjoy some of the content on angulararchitecture.com. Check it out. We have a list of podcasts, lots of different uh, episodes there that uh, you might enjoy, as well as a list of blog posts. And most recently, I posted a pretty in-depth article on error handling on Dev2. So go to angulararchitecture.com, check out the blog post, and you can uh, read in detail 
more about error handling and some different approaches. Not going to tell you exactly how to do it. I mean, yes, I can, but uh, you can you can uh, basically follow along and implement what works for you. But uh, it gives you a lot of insight in, as to uh, the types of errors that uh, happen during our um, runtime, uh, different types of JavaScript errors, etc. So hopefully you can uh, find that useful. And thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to this podcast. Have a great day.